The Ask Theory podcast shines the spotlight on Pinoy scientists from various scientific disciplines. Listen to some of the country's best scientific minds as they explain what they do in simple terms and share fascinating stories of how they got into science, the incredible things they've learned about the world around us, and so much more. So, good afternoon po, Doc Mario, and thank you for making time to be here on the podcast. Glad to be here, Michael. Yun. So, kamusta po kayo? How are you doing this very, oh, weird na weather po ngayon, no? Kanina, actually, maulan dito sa, where, where I am, it's, I'm in Pasig, and kanina medyo maulan po, pero ngayon, biglang, ano na, sobrang maaraw na. Yes, and it's very unusual nga kasi summer dapat ngayon, it's April eh, pero we're having rains. So in a way, it's good kasi kailangan natin ng additional water reserves. Pero otherwise, yung mga nagsa-summer vacation ngayon, medyo ano sila, <laughs> inuulan sila. <laughs> Oo oh, nga po eh. Mga, tsaka yung mga lumalabas, hindi nakakapagdala ng payong, ganyan, hindi ready. <laughs> well, we should oh. always be, ano boy, scout, di ba? We should oh. always be ready whenever we Lagi, go out. Laging yes. handa. <laughs> Alam mo ba, dito lang sa Pilipinas, nagiging multifunctional ang payong. It, it's used for not only the rainy season, but also the summer. Kasi ba diba, ang init talaga Actually, ng panahon. Oo nga po. Pangsalag natin sa matinding sikat ng araw. Yes, yes. Oo. So, ang ganda nga niyan kasi na, napapakita natin, kahit dyan sa simpleng ganyan na nakakapag-adapt tayo sa mga kakaibang sitwasyon. No? Of course. Dito sa... Yeah. We, we oh, all know that Pilipinas. necessity is the mother of invention. So the Filipino Absolutely. is very creative, you know, when you deal with... Like kami, pag nag-field work kami, pag wala kang payong, kuha ka ng malaking dahon ng gabi. That will be the <laughs> best uh, protection that you will have for the rains or even the sun, you know. So, Ang ganda, oo. Yeah. Nature provides. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You don't have to ask for anything more. <laughs> oh, wag lang kuha ng kuha. <laughs> Oh, tsaka may balik lang, di ba? <laughs> sustainable balik, lang. Definitely. Yes, sustainable. Napaka, oh, very important. I'm glad you mentioned that. But one other thing, actually the first thing that I would like us to talk about is yung story nyo para mas makilala kayo ng ating mga listeners. So, I would love to hear your story of ano, falling in love with science. Yung bale, paano ba naging scientist itong si Doc Mario? So, ikwento natin sa ating mga tagapakinig. To be honest, hindi ko rin alam eh. <laughs> Pero kasi <laughs> no. I'm, just your, I'm just your usual, you know, kid playing around. Alam mo yun? Well, I, I guess it helped na both my parents are chemists. So my science background sila. My mom in particular is a chemistry professor in college. So nung bata ako, nakita ko yung mga laboratory setup niya. Kasi nga, nasa chemistry lab yung mama ko. So ayun, medyo nakukurious lang ako sa kanila and I would always play around with the laboratory manuals kung ano yung mga dinodrawing ng mga estudyante niya. Pero for me, technically, I guess it started with some training in research and with science. When I went to Pisay, I was actually a part of the pioneer batch of Pisay Iloilo. So ang ganda ng exposure namin doon kasi we would have you know a lot of experiments, we would have a lot of field work, madami kami field trips. So we were exposed to the biodiversity as well as different aspects of, of, of research. 
Tsaka may subjects talaga kami yung research. So, doon siya nagsimula. And I remember this very distinctly. I was very adamant when I was in going to college na I'm going to pursue a research course. Typically kasi gusto natin either maging doctor or lawyer or the usual path engineers. Ako, I, I, I was very specific na gusto kong mag-enroll sa molecular biology and biotechnology of UP Diliman. Kasi nga parang yun yung, hindi lang siya usual BS Bio eh, parang more on the research track siya. And ito, I'm just being honest. Nung tag-take ako ng college entrance exam, hindi actually ako umabot dun sa score requirement nung course na gusto ko. So what I did was I had to do one year muna in a different course. And then after the first year, nag-transfer ako dun sa course na gusto ko. Kasi parang sa akin kasi yung fulfillment ko kasi sa research talaga eh. So ginusto ko talaga mag-take ng MBB for my undergrad. So from there on, tuloy-tuloy na lang siya. Wow. You, you had a front row seat, I would say, no? sa buhay ng isa, well, dalawa, dalawang scientist, dalawang chemist. And that sort of steered you towards the path. And I admired the fact na very specific din yung mindset mo in terms of the path that you wanted to take, even at an early age. Kasi I remember when I was very young, nabanggit mo nga, di ba, usually kapag science gusto natin, or, or kapag when we're choosing professions, we're thinking about the future, gusto natin doctor, Lawyer. Ako nung bata ako, I wanted to be a paleontologist. I wanted to uh, to dig up dinosaurs. No, nice. pero dahil walang walang dinosaur sa Pilipinas ay in in then, no. I mean, if you look at our fossil record, rich ang prehistoric life natin. Pero syempre, bata ako noon and I was just all about dinosaurs and when I when I realized na walang I quickly realized na walang dinosaur sa Pilipinas because relatively of, young yung geologic history natin yeah, kasi hindi exactly. natin tapos yun eh. Oo. Oh, oh, yeah. By the time they were gone, we aren't even around, correct, <laughs> basically. Correct. For, oh, so, so medyo naisip ko ayokong umalis ng Pilipinas. So, so mga, mga thoughts ng bata na, na nai-inlove right. sa science. Pero yung idea nyo of who you wanted to be as a scientist, buo na. And uh, that makes me curious then, if, I, if you could sum up your mission as a scientist, as you, who you are right now, in a single sentence, what would that sentence be and why? Grabe, one sentence lang. Hirap naman nun. <laughs> it's more of, kasi in every scientist's goal naman, every researcher's goal, siguro at the back of our heads, in the back of our hearts, it's always, we want to discover something. We want to, you know, contribute something new to knowledge. Parang there's a new breakthrough that you contributed. Kasi we always read textbooks and we're always amazed na, ay, ang galing, paano nila nalaman na ganito pala yung explanation to natural phenomena. So parang ikaw naman, you want to add on to that body of knowledge. So we still know na marami pa rin tayong hindi alam kung maga how to explain natural phenomena. Kasi kung, kung alam na natin lahat, edi sana hindi na tayo nagkakasakit or hindi na tayo nagkakaroon ng, ano, ng natural calamities, di ba? Pero we still cannot control a lot of things because we still don't understand a lot of things. So for us, mga scientists, researchers, it's really contributing to the general knowledge. Mas maintindihan pa natin yung mundo, paano siya gumagalaw, paano siya nagtatrabaho, para naman ma-maximize din natin kung ano yung pwede natin gawin sa kanya. Mm-hmm. So ang ganda, nabanggit yung salitang trabaho. Kasi dyan tayo mapupunta sunod. Kwentuhan niyo naman po kami kung tungkol sa trabaho niyo basically, ano po ba ang klase ng trabaho na ginagawa ninyo as a scientist in your specific career path and para mas makilala ng ating listeners kung ano ba yung ginagawa ng isang immunologist. Okay. So I am currently working at the Research Institute for Tropical Medicine. So sa pangalan pa lang ng aming agency, we are a research institution talaga. Ano? And tropical medicine basically is 
everything and anything that are diseases in the tropics. So, alam mo naman ang Pilipinas, nasa tropical country tayo. So, historically kasi, ang mga tropical diseases are those that are, you know, in very warm climates, very humid climates. So, marami tayong mga infectious diseases, may mga viral, bacterial, parasitic infections. Kaya dun, dun mostly na focus ang research namin sa RITM. Ano? And in fact, name any virus, bacteria, pathogen that you know of, malamang inaaral namin yan dito sa RITM. For example, you have HIV, you have measles, you have rabies, you have dengue, malaria, and all that. Now, in my case, actually, I am an immunologist Immunology is the study of our immune system or basically how our body reacts to foreign objects. So most importantly, how our body reacts to these bacteria and viruses and how we protect ourselves against these bacterial and viral and parasitic infections. So do nag-evolve yung work namin, you know, we try to understand the human body and how the body responds when there is a viral infection, when there is a parasitic infection. And... Specifically, dito sa work namin sa RITM, we are focused on a particular parasite. Kasi if some of you may not be aware, pero meron isang parasite na nakikita dito sa Pilipinas. It's called the schistosomiasis. It's actually in the blood vessels of our intestines and it can cause a lot of disease. It can cause liver disease, it can cause anemia and all that. So, Inaaral namin yun na bakit nagkakaroon ng schistosoma parasitism ang, ang mga tao and how our body reacts to the parasite. Most interestingly kasi this parasite can stay in our bodies for very, very long times. Five years, ten years, fifteen years. So bakit sila nakakastay sa katawan natin ng ganong katagal na hindi natin sila napapatay? So those are very interesting questions for us and we still don't have the answers to that. Kaya tuloy-tuloy lang yung research na ginagawa namin tukol sa kanila. Doc, na-curious ako, meron bang parang local na tawag or, or common term para sa, ano, sa schistosomiasis? Well, sa mga endemic areas, ang tawag nila dun parang sisto. Parang, parang kinalocalize ah. lang nila yung, sis, yung schisto. So they, they just call it sisto. Parang ganun yung tawag sa kanila. Ah, oo. Kasi nung, nung narinig ko actually, when I was reading up about you, actually, I admit, hindi ako ganun ka-familiar with it. So medyo nagulat ako na, na ano. Tapos parang, ano pala siya, it's a significant problem or it's a significant part problem of specifically tayo here in this geographical location. So it's it's interesting na, you know, it sounds unfamiliar, pero kasakasama lang din pala natin siya dito. Yes, hindi ka nag-iisa. In fact, I would say 95% of people in the NCR would not be aware of this infection. But in areas where historically they have had cases of schistosomiasis, like, you know, in the eastern Visayas, like sa Marlete area, as well as in Mindanao, sa may Agusan, sa may Surigao, and even in Davao, and all those, majority of the provinces in Mindanao na may cases ng schisto. Doon sa mga barangay na yun na may mga cases ng parasitism, they are kind of familiar. Kasi nakikita nila yung impact eh. Nakita nila na may mga kamag-anak silang nagkakasakit, nagkakaroon sila ng ano ng uh, sakit sa atay o kaya panghihina kasi may anemia. So medyo aware sila dun sa sakit na yun. Pero dito sa NCR, wala. Hindi, al- hindi alos alam ng mga tao yan. <laughs> Napapaghalataan tuloy na medyo hindi ako na-expose nga sa ganyang kaalaman. Pero... And we're getting a bit ahead, so I apologize. But since we talked about this subject na, you were actually recognized as an outstanding young scientist for medical sciences by our very own National Academy of Science and Technology back in uh, 2017. 
pwede niyo po ba kaming kwentuhan ng tungkol dyan sa sa experience and, and maybe also how you felt when you heard about it and ano ba to ina-apply naga-apply ba to be an, an outstanding young scientist para lang malaman ng ating mga future scientists out there kung paano ba nangyayari yung mga ganyang ano recognition okay. Sige, sa mga kabataan dyan, ha? Sige, kukwentuhan ko kayo nung bata pa ako. <laughs> young daw eh, hindi, naman, hindi na naman kami young. Pero that was, after, you're right, that was in 2017. And actually, hindi naman siya ina-apply. The rule for the Outstanding Young Scientist Award is someone has to nominate you. And it so happened na nung time na yun, I was collaborating with a very good friend of mine and also a very excellent scientist, Dr. Claro Mingala. And he was the one who nominated me in the awards kasi he's actually an immunologist as well, pero a, an immunologist for water buffaloes kasi he was working at the Philippine Carabao Center. And at that time, ang research na ginagawa ko was trying to develop a vaccine against schistosomiasis. And when we make vaccines, we test it first in animals before we even test it in humans. So, pinaka-relevant kasi na animals for schistosomiasis is the water buffalo or the carabao. Kasi itong mga kalabaw na to, tumutulong din sila sa pag-spread ng infection. So, they're what we call a animal reservoir. Nagkukos din sila ng pagkalat ng parasite na to sa environment. So, what a better way to um, address you know, a vaccine kundi dun sa animals na nagkakalat ng sakit mismo para hindi mo lang ma-assess yung efficacy ng vaccine. At the same time, may, may tulong ka na dun sa community kasi napiprevent mo hopefully yung transmission ng RSI. So yun, so that's why I was collaborating with Dr. Mingala who is from the Philippine Carabao Center. During our research, yun nga, na, na-explore namin na there are several vaccine candidates that can be used for Shistosoma japonicum and we also established the Carabao as a major or animal that spreads this infection in the rural barangays in the Philippines. So we were we were alerting, you know, the agencies, the DOH, the DA na bigyan natin ng attention to mga carabaos na to kasi baka mamaya sila yung cause kung bakit kumakalat yung parasite sa community. So I guess with that body of work that we were we were contributing to the general knowledge that was the impetus na inominate ako for the award and thankfully in 2017, yun nga, I was awarded Um, the, the OIS. And in fact, the, the trophy is in front of me right now kasi keeps me grounded na alam mo yun. To be honest kasi, Michael, ang research kasi is very frustrating. Sabi nga namin, 90% of your experiments will not work kasi it's, it's very difficult to make your know, experiments happen and, and, and expect eh, yung may expected results mo. Most of the time, hindi talaga yun yung lumalabas kasi science is very amusing kumbaga or ano siya. Hindi mo talaga mapredict yan. So, These recognitions ground us and keep us motivated to, to do the job and continue to pursue science and research. Kasi nga, as long as you pursue and you persist in, in doing this, you would get recognized and you will get appreciated by so many people. Uh-huh. And I, I love how you brought that up, yung recognition and being acknowledged. Kasi yung idea ng kaming mga non-scientists, let's say, or the general public of what a scientist does or yung, yung work of a scientist, is usually yung nakitang stereotypical scientist sa mga pop culture works, like sa TV or film, yung laging nakalab coat, may hawak na, na test tube, ganyan, tumitingin sa microscope, blah, 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 ganyan. And, and the way it's presented, yung buhay ng isang scientist, eh medyo not very exciting or not that thrilling, ganyan. But we, of course, we know that that's not true. But I'd like to hear directly from a scientist like you, 
ano ba yung masasabi niyo mga aside from winning that award of course ano ano ba yung mga masasabi niyo rewarding things about being an immunologist or being a scientist and also ano yung pinaka-challenging din na parts nothing can be more rewarding than you know you will be the first one to know na ito pala yung explanation behind something Alam mo yun, that excitement, that enthusiasm na, oh my God, I just I just discovered something new or I just explained something na hindi namin dati maintindihan. So even just these small things, you know, na bakit hindi nag-work experiment before? Trying to figure out bakit, bakit ganun yung nangyari and then eventually finding out the reason why. So it's it's like almost the work of an investigator, de ba? Na you're trying to understand these things. So that's the beauty of of our work, because that's where our work and our world revolves. Say eh? we're trying to understand natural phenomena and trying to understand complex mechanisms. So for me, kumbaga, in addition to, syempre maganda yung may awards ka, maganda yung recognize ka, but it's really that, you know, generating new knowledge and sharing that new knowledge to others and people appreciating it, yun talaga siguro yung pinaka-fulfillment ng isang scientist. So sa challenges naman, to be honest, again as I mentioned, 90% ng work namin, well, experiments namin, hindi na go work. So it's, it's very common for us. It's everyday affair to us na, alam mo yun, masasanay ka na lang, mag, kailangan talaga maging ano ka, parang pusong bato when it comes to experiments. Kasi in this natural phenomenon na ang hirap i-explain, you would have so many tries. You will have to do many, many trials first before you can get a successful sort of result. Yeah, tama, tama. Lalong-lalo na nga when you're facing unknown things or things that we've never encountered before. Which actually brings me to this particular thing that I'll, that most of the world could say, I don't know, like I would say the entire world has never encountered before at na nasabayan natin sa ating lifetime. And of course, that is the COVID-19 pandemic. Just to share, whenever I think about how the, the pandemic started and I, I look back and it, it just feels like one gigantic blob of time. Like nawawala na yung concept ko of a... Uh, Ah, dalawang taon na pala since ganyan. Eh, nagsimula to nung, nung uh, 2020 and ganyan. But it, it feels like it's been it's been here for a long time. But one of the things na talagang, I think, lumitaw, when we were we were just finding our way, navigating our way through this pandemic up to now, is the significant role of immunology and immunologists. So can you share some of your general insights about that? We have to say na ano, <laughs> I always joke about this na we are, we are very lucky na in our lifetime nagkaroon tayo ng isang pandemic. We saw how the world reacts to a pandemic. Remember the last big pandemic that we had was the 1918 Spanish flu. Malamang wala pa tayo lahat noon. So nobody had a, the, 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 the memory of that. And now we are somewhat privileged na, na naka-experience tayo nito. But you are right. Parang nawala lang yung dalawang taon for the past two years ng nag-pandemic. Ano? Kasi we were supposed to be doing our regular lives tapos biglang na disruption ng ganun lang kabilis and that also siguro suggests na ganun pa rin kaimportante yung pagpapahalaga natin sa ating health imagine mo because because of a very very small virus it crippled the entire world it crippled the economy of so many countries you know we lost so many so many of our healthcare workers as well as a lot of our kababayans so Dahil lamang sa maliit na virus na to pinaluhod niya ang buong mundo. So, they can be very dangerous as well as we have to appreciate them in a way. Kasi nga, malaki yung impact nila. 
Pero nonetheless, sa, sa amin, we were in a way appreciative of the focus that people gave to immunology, especially on the concept or, or the, the, the work on vaccine development. Ako, I've been working with vaccines for the past 20 years and I have never seen such speed in terms of developing a vaccine as with COVID-19. Usually, it takes us 5, 10, 20 years to make a vaccine. For COVID-19, it only took us, what, 10 months before tayo nagka-vaccine? Kasi remember, the, the, the pathogen was discovered around February or March of 2020. And if you can recall, by November of 2020, the CDC and the U.S. started already vaccinating their at-risk populations. So in a span of 10 months, nakapag-produce tayo ng vaccine, which is unheard of, unprecedented. And, and that's primarily because, you know, the, the attention of the world focused on finding remedies and finding solutions for COVID-19. And on top of that list are vaccines. So medyo napadami yung trabaho ng immunologists during this time. Kasi nga, lahat ng tao ngayon nag-aabang na, o kailan kayo magkakabakuna, kailan, kailan tayo magkakaprodukto para naman matapos na tong pandemic na to. And I guess that the vaccine was able to fulfill its role kasi tingnan mo naman ngayon sa Pilipinas, di ba, halos wala na tayong cases kasi marami na rin tayong napabakunahan. So we have a good hybrid immunity of uh, infection as well as vaccine vaccination. So maganda yung kinalalagyan ng Pilipinas ngayon in contrast to other countries na hindi pa masyado maganda yung kanilang pag-control ng infection. So yes, it was it was good that immunology was highlighted, pero it was also demanding kasi nga, people were, were always knocking on our doors and saying na okay lang ba magkakaroon ng ganyan para matapos na yung pandemya ito. Mm-hmm. You know, while you were talking about the fast development of the vaccines, and medyo nag-flashback ako while I was listening to you, to the time, you know, I think this was early to mid-2020, to when a lot of, personally, well, maraming science communicators, myself included, but ako personally, my efforts in science communication during that time were focused on debunking misinformation and disinformation about COVID-19 from people who were recommending all sorts of bogus cures and remedies to people who were outright saying na, na diba, COVID-19, gawa-gawa lang yan, di yan totoo. And even people who were saying na, yung mga bakuna, delikado yan, untested yan. And as someone who was communicating the facts, of course, yung based on scientific evidence, ako, pag nakita ko yung, yung reactions to some of the posts and the, the articles that I wrote back then, nasasaktan ako. Which now I want to know from the perspective of someone who really works in this field, how do you feel? No, How do you feel when you read this kind of resistance or conspiracy theories online that basically... I could say they, they question the validity, the truthfulness of your work and of, of the work of people like you. How do you feel when you read that kind of sentiment? I would share your 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 thoughts on that. Ano, no? Initially, medyo maiinis ka nga sa iba. Pero on top of that, it's more of we need to educate the people more. That just shows na ito pa lang yung level of proficiency ng mga tao. This is how they understand how medicines work, how vaccines work, how the infection spreads. Kasi there was so much misinformation. And if I may add, nasa konteksto kasi tayo noong naalala mo back in 2016, 2017, dating back siya, na of people and vaccination. Kaya may, may pushback talaga sa Philippines when it comes to vaccination. Eh. So, it was a very complex societal concern, societal issue, how we would be 
you're getting the trust of the people again so that they will be participating in our vaccination programs. On, on my end, it's more of kailangan talaga educate yung mga tao na parang that's why the role of science communicators are very important kasi you are the ones who translate the, the technical knowledge into something that's understandable and palatable to the general public. Kasi kapag hindi nila naintindihan yan, then we will just continue with all their tawag mga conspiracy theories na yun nga daw, kawagawala daw sa lab yung COVID-19, hindi daw totoo yan, mga ganyan. So, alam mo yun, in this day and age where information is so free and information is rampant, it's not a question of getting information, it's a question of how can you trust this information to be true or not. Totoo yan. Madagdag ko lang, minsan parang sala sa init, sala sa lamig eh. Kasi pag pinag-uusapan yung COVID, nung wala pang vaccine options dati, parang yun nga, the, 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 prevail, the prevailing narrative was gawa-gawa lang yung COVID na yan, ganyan. And then nung na-develop naman yung vaccines, biglang ang, ang narrative naman is, so tignan nyo, peke yan, ang bilis-bilis na, na buo yung vaccines. And then nung nag-improve yung vaccination rate and you know things started stabilizing and na-manage na natin yung ano. Ang argument naman, kita nyo, hindi naman seryoso yung COVID na yan eh. So parang kahit saan ka pumunta, no matter how you explain it, parang laging may, may pushback of some sort. So I just, I don't know, it's just weird. Okay, kwento mo, tama ka dyan. Ang, ang, ang masasabi ko na lang dyan, pag gusto, maraming dahilan. Ay, pag, pag gusto, maraming paraan, di ba? Pero pag ayaw, maraming dahilan. So ganun talaga eh. Sometimes people have their preconceived notions of things. So yun yung medyo mahirap nang i-modify pa yung kanilang thinking. Pero for the general public, they are still sort of nagahanap pa rin sila ng tamang information or syempre very un- uncertain yung mga times na yun eh. Hindi natin alam kung gano'ng katagal siya or gano'ng kalala yung sakit na to. So any information that they can get is actually being appreciated. So it's a matter of alin ba yung tamang information na dapat ibigay sa kanila. Oo, oh, tama. And I also just want to clarify sa ating mga listeners na we are not making fun of people who who may be believing or spreading the conspiracy theories. Ako, I've always believed na hindi sila yung kalaban eh, di ba? These, these people are misinformed. Maybe they they get their information from the wrong channels. It's not entirely their fault. I, I would say it's hindi nila kasalanan naman. I like to believe in the goodness of humanity that no one or very, very few people naman would go out there with the, the specific intent of harming other people by spreading malicious fake facts or misinformation. I think they're all operating, as, as you said, as your observation, which I agree with, na from a place of, saan ba mahakuha na tong information na to? Because this is all unknown. I want to save my loved ones. I want to save my friends. And naniniwala ako dito, so I'm going to share this with you. Pero kailangan maalala natin na kailangan careful tayo sa pag-share ng ganyan. Kasi baka mapasama pa kaysa makatulong. Right. And during nung panahon na yun, ang daming experts Diba? Everybody Ayun wants to, to be an expert. So it's a matter of interpreting data na parang how do you how do you interpret this properly? Kasi they can be erroneous at times. Eh. So unfortunately, yung mga na-misinform, medyo iba lang yung pag-interpret nila nung, nung, nung data. Kaya, and and they, they continue to propagate that. So yun yung kailangan nating i-correct at some point. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And as we are navigating through... You know, two years of the pandemic and we're seeing uh, that we're stabilizing specifically in the Philippines to na manage na natin yung cases and 
people are starting Fingers to recover. Crossed, wala sanang dumating na Fingers bagong bagong. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Nako, may nabalitaan ako kanina parang sa ibang, yun nga, from, from, uh, from different countries, meron na namang bago. Yeah, um, yung, yung kumakalat ngayon daw, na nag, uh, nag, ano daw, nag-merge daw si, ano, si Omicron ba, tsaka Omicron. si Delta, sino ba yun? Oo, oh, oh, Deltacron ba? Si BA1, yeah. tsaka si BA2 ba, parang ganon. So, yeah. we'll see. We'll, see. Well, well the, these mutations naman kasi, or these variants, are expected because that's how viruses yes. evolve. So, we can't really predict how they will impact public health measures. So it's just a matter of wait and see. So kung sa Thailand yan nakita, we will have to monitor Thailand, how their cases are going to move. Kasi remember, it's the same story with Omicron na binantayan natin yung South Africa. And what happened in South Africa basically is what happened to the rest of the world. It's the same thing with Delta, with what happened in India, when the, when where Delta was, was originated Ganun din yung nangyari sa buong mundo. Kaya we just have to monitor these places where una siyang na-detect and we will look at um, kung paano natin i-prepare yung ating bansa to be more responsive to the next surge. Hopefully, wala. Tama, oo. And it's very important yung sinabi nyo na this is like, this isn't entirely surprising behavior. Kasi the danger in reporting this, if you're not careful in reporting or talking about this, yung talon ng isip ng tao agad is, oh, may pinakawala na naman silang bagong virus. No? Or parang, oh, may, oh, lumala na naman. Pero sabi nyo nga, diba, this is, this is how viruses behave. This is the, the, the expected or, or not unexpected track of how a virus works in the real world. Diba? If I may share, actually, Michael, you know, we have to remember na the vaccines that we have na, na available ngayon, ano, regardless kung anong brand yan, ke Sinovac ba yan, or Pfizer or what, all these vaccines are based on the original wild-type virus. Yung na-discover na, na pa back in China, in Wuhan. And, and Pero remember, ang nagsisirculate sa atin ngayon is already variants na, di ba? Nagdumaan tayo sa Alpha, tapos nag-Delta, tapos nag-Omicron. Yes. And technically speaking, every time nag evolve or nag-mutate yung virus, there is really a chance na yung ating vaccine, hindi niya na kayang ano yun, isuppress. Kasi Matapatan. our vaccine is very strain-specific. Eh. So, in a way for us na kaya pa rin i-control ng ating current vaccines yung mga variants, it's actually overwhelmingly good. Kasi that yes. means our, our vaccines, well, our immune system is actually evolving so well na kahit may variants na dumarating, hindi natin kailangan baguhin yung bakuna natin. We just have to do booster doses. Kasi that's the beauty of our immune system. It also recognizes other variants, kahit hindi siya exactly the same one na, na, na dinevelop from the vaccine. Kasi we also mature our immune system over time. Tama. So sana mas ma-appreciate natin yung, yung scientific marvels of our time. No? Oo. Kasi oh, oh. these ba- life-saving innovations... <laughs> Pag-uusapan na lang natin ito in retrospect eh. as as with everything, 'di ba? Yes. Time will be time will be our ano, our guide. We will look back at this 5, 10 years from now and say na ah, nung time ng COVID ganito ganyan. We were surprised na kahit sobrang daming mutations na yung Omicron more than 30 in the spike protein alone, the vaccines were still effective against them as long as you just give them as a booster dose, you know, several months after. So it's a learning experience to all of us, not only for us immunologists, vaccinologists, but even to the people practicing public health as well. Yeah, agreed. Napag-usapan nga natin yan na uh, the past couple of years and we touched upon how we would look back at this in the future. So let's go back to the present. Ano ba yung mga pwede nyong i-share sa amin? Kasi syempre, I'm sure some of your work 
can't be shared yet, you can't talk about it yet. Pero ano-ano pa yung mga pwede niyong ikwento sa amin ng mga projects niyo that you're currently working on? Well, kami naman, government kami, so we should be as transparent as possible. Mm-hmm. And we want to know na since we are public servants, we want to know na hindi naman nagkamali ang mamamayang Pilipino in supporting us being a government institution. So in my laboratory here at RITM, we focus on uh, schistosomiasis. So dun po sa parasite na yun, we're trying different things on how to address uh, this infection. Ano? So one is vaccine development. As I mentioned earlier, we are looking at our Carabao infection models to see if yung mga vaccine candidates namin, can they actually protect or prevent schisto infection in, in the Carabaos? So meron po kaming farm. We have a Carabao farm actually in, in Batangas where we have about 40 animals there as of the moment. And we just did vaccination last week. So, tuloy-tuloy yung aming experiments on different vaccine candidates. And hopefully, meron kaming ma-identify or mahanap na vaccine that will prevent getting schisto infection. Kasi yan ang gusto natin eh. We want people to be prevented from, from getting the infection. So, that's one of the major work. And that's actually in collaboration pala with our friends from the United States. You know, we have collaborators from Brown University in the U.S., so we are collaborating with them in, in identifying new vaccine candidates as well as in developing these vaccine models, and animal vaccine models. The other aspect that we're working on is actually on testing because we also want to improve how these parasitic infections are being diagnosed or tested. Because ngayon, medyo rude pa rin yung methods natin. Eh. We still do the typical stool exam or we do the typical catocats. So we want to improve you know, testing on that one. So we wanted to develop na more molecular-based assays such as real-time PCR. So kapareho nung ginagawa sa COVID, di ba? RT-PCR yung ginagamit. So that's most sensitive kasi eh. So we're also trying to develop that. Or even, you know, yung medyo rapid kind of testing like similar to do the antigen tests that we're doing or even the pregnancy test na in 20 minutes malalaman mo yung result if you're positive or not. So we're also trying to develop new immunoassays or diagnostic tests for schistosomiasis. Otherwise, our work is focused also on the immunology of many, many other infections. Kasi hindi lang naman ang immunology ay para sa schisto lang, kundi in every disease, merong immunology component yan. So we've been working in Palawan for the immunology of malaria infection. We've been working in you know, several sites in Metro Manila for dengue immunology as well as TB immunology. So, lahat ng to, as, as a core facility at RITM, we conduct research on how our body responds to these different infections. What type of antibodies do they produce? Are these antibodies effective against the infection? Is there a level, a critical level of antibody or immune cell numbers that we need to have to, to be called protected from a certain disease? So these are the very interesting questions that we would like to answer in the context of the Filipino population. Very interesting questions indeed, lalo na yun nga, especially when it comes to matters of health. This was a really great conversation. I learned a lot from you, medyo nakapaglabas din ng, ng sentiments about the past two years, no? pareho tayo nakapagkwento. But if our listeners have more questions for you or are more interested to Learn a bit about what you do there in, in your laboratory. Ano, ano po ba yung best ways to contact you? Actually kami, sa RITM Immunology, we are the host of the Schistosomiasis National Reference Laboratory. So 
We actually have a Facebook page, the Schistosomiasis National Reference Laboratory. So if they have anything, if they have questions about schisto or, or, or the research that we do, they can always drop a line doon sa aming Facebook page. You know? And otherwise, they can email me at mario.a.his at gmail.com for whatever questions or concerns that they have. Kasi, again, we are public servants. So kung may question po yung ating mga kababayan, we're more than happy to address and try to answer these questions. All right, And one last question. Para sa mga nakikinig sa atin na gustong maging scientist din, or on the way to becoming scientists, ano ba ang maipapayo nyo sa kanila, lalo na if they want to pursue their work here in the Philippines? Kasi maraming scientists who look at opportunities abroad then so so you know it, it, syempre iba yung landscape doon pero if if you, they want to focus their careers dito sa Pilipinas ano yung mas ma-share niyo na advice iba talaga ang fulfillment kapag dito ka sa Pilipinas nagtatrabaho kasi you know na the work that you do and the knowledge that you contribute will be you know beneficial and will actually help improve the lives of our Filipinos kababayan so i highly suggest na if If you are interested in research, please, please consider working here in the Philippines. It's very enticing to work abroad, pero if you're working abroad, you will be, you know, serving a different master, kumbaga, unlike here na, although mas mahirap nga magtrabaho sa Pilipinas, pero nandiyan naman yung fulfillment. And hindi mo mamimiss yung nakasanayan mo or yung family mo kasi nandito ka lang sa Pilipinas eh. But for those that are interested in science, ang mararecommend ko sa inyo is do not lose that fire, do not lose that burning flame inside of you kasi that's what will keep you going. Hindi madali ang trabaho ng isang researcher, ng isang scientist. Pero if you have that interest within you, then no obstacle will will stop you from doing what you what you want to do in your careers. It's always good and actually I highly recommend we continue graduate studies. You get a master's degree, you get a PhD degree, and more importantly, you apply those degrees to help the diseases as well as the, the different problems that we face here in the country so that we can serve our kababayans well. Yun, napakaganda. Very inspiring and meaningful advice from Doc Mario. So Doc, sobrang salamat at nagkaroon ka ng panahon para samahan kami dito sa podcast and I'm sure hindi lang ako yung natuto. Yung mga makakarinig at nakikinig nito, marami rin natutunan. I'm excited to hear about you know updates from your research Lalo na from this condition that affects so many Filipinos, pero mga taga-NCR hindi masyadong aware. So I'm, I'm really excited to hear about yung next updates or what other projects that you'll have there in your laboratory. And maybe, you know, at some point you can be on the podcast again. Of course, anytime. Thank you for this opportunity, you know, and to, to share, you know, our insights and our thoughts to your wider audience and kami din we are hoping na sana meron tayong magandang results in the research that we do so that meron tayong konting impact na ma- maiimprove ang ating public health system yeah we're all looking forward to that hopefully within our lifetimes makita natin nga ang patuloy na pag-improve ng public health system so yun thank you so much doc take care stay safe and keep in touch thank you very much ingat tayo lahat thank you for listening to this episode of Ask Theory Follow Flip Science on Facebook, at Flip Science PH on Twitter, and at Flip Facts on Instagram. And check out our official Shopee store if you want to get copies of our books, Historiang Scientifico and Science Scramble. Stay curious!